Hey, how goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And today I'm with my crypto bro bro from crypto Twitter, Crypto Burger. How goes it? It's going good, bro. How's it going? Chilling. How you chilling. feeling? Better. I'm trying to catch up on all my backlog. I had to do two interviews today. I think I'm doing two tomorrow and possibly two the next day to catch up so I can do one interview every single day or well, fireside chat, not another interview. Dude, I love this uh, talking with strangers. It's gonna be, uh, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, I thought streaming with strangers was a good concept in a way, but like, you know, who knows where the combo is gonna go? Like earlier today, I was talking to one of my buddies I met in Chicago about Bit Club, and like, I mean, I, I never heard negative things, so it's really not like I could rip into it other than just like warning people about like shit like it. But it's still, it's been around forever, and. I'm getting like a bunch of people mad at me. I'm like, oh, I can't wait for the people that are really going to be controversial to get on the show. It's an open forum, and anybody, everything, and anything can be discussed. Yeah, I'm open to it. This is actually my uh, my first podcast. Well, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, let everybody know uh, who you are as far as your your crypto personality and and what you do in the space. Uh, I am. Uh... Crypto Burger or Burger McShitcoin. Uh, I've been uh, into the space for about a year and a half now. Um, I heard about it uh, way back in the day uh, from a good buddy of mine um, who's, uh, whose name is Mandrick on Twitter. Um, and I'll be honest, I thought he was fucking crazy. Um, this was 2009. Oh, and, yeah, definitely uh, would have thought someone was crazy. I'm with you. And uh, now, now he's uh, he's probably got more money than God. So I uh, <laughs> I owe it to him for me getting into it. Um, but uh, my background's in finance. I uh, I worked in finance for like fifteen years. Oh, so that's why you thought he was fucking crazy. Uh, yeah, at the time, yeah, I was. You know, in and again, oh nine, like. Uh, I don't know exactly where Bitcoin was. Uh, oh, it but was I know just born. Newborn. Right. So, like, you know, uh, at that point, it, it, yeah, it just seemed unbelievable to me. Um, but uh, it's it's amazing. A few years later, uh, I started paying attention to it. Um, and then I decided that I wanted to get into investing and, and, and trading the market uh, about a year and a half ago. How'd you do your own due diligence? Like, where were some of the outlets that you found knowledgeable and resourceful for, like, the listeners? Um, I did a, I did a lot of stuff on, like, BitcoinTalk.org. Um, and then I just, like, I just, like, try go down rabbit holes. Like, I go to, like, CoinMarketCap, find the website, find yeah. the Discord server, find the Twitter, and just, you know, a, a lot of it was, was on my own. Um, just, just sort of finding uh, different communities along the way, though. Um, you know where and, I learned the most? It's crazy, but uh, I think it was in the Poloniex troll box where people were having open discussions, and I could chime in and ask questions and get answers from, like, you know, hundreds of people. It was really cool when Poloniex had that troll box. Yeah, I miss, I miss troll boxes. I haven't seen many... Uh many that that are still uh, actively used uh, well because of the manipulation and taking advantage of people there was a lot of pump and dumps on those troll boxes that people just fell for so like anything cool bad actors ruin it for everyone 
Yeah. They, yeah. I think Poloniex's official statement was they couldn't afford to pay the moderators enough to keep up with all the bad actors, so they just got rid of it. And then they ended up being acquired by uh, Circle. Which I'm sure would have killed it anyway, so. Oh, for sure. I'm sure they had. To, I'm <laughs> sure they killed the troll box to be more sellable to Circle, right? With that troll box there, they weren't. Nobody would want to touch that. True, true. That's a good point. And then they initiated mandatory KYC, and I, I don't even, you know how many people hit me up and ask me what do they do, and I'm, I tell them they have to submit KYC, so they're just like, well, I'm never going to touch that money again. <laughs> I mean, I get it, I, and I get, you know, I absolutely in this space, I, I, I get the, uh, the ideal and, and, you know, the, the anonymity. Uh, I mean, Coming I'm a, from a burger, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm a I'm a talking cheeseburger. Um, but as 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 someone who's who's been in this industry for you know a while, like at, at a certain stage of growth, that's that's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a play um, when you're having investors involved. I think the investors are too worried about the regulations that aren't even here yet. The regulations that come, the way that you know the the governments are trying to you know kind of forecast where regulations will be without signing anything in stone and every sector of the government considering it a different thing in its asset class you know like what are your thoughts on where this could go politically like what if trump one day were to go bitcoin's illegal like china does every other month um i don't think he would uh but if he did um i mean it's I don't. I don't see that as a viable option, given that other uh, financial regulatory groups like, uh, you know, the CME uh, and the CBOE have sort of stepped in and started to claim ownership yeah. of different different uh, things in the cryptocurrency space. So, like, you know, because these futures are starting to be traded, and because you know, eventually these these uh, ETFs uh, are, are going to be approved. Um, it's just a matter of time. Um, I think I think because there's already some level of ownership that there's they're not going to do anything to, to, to fuck with that. Um, there's a, there's enough uh, there's enough money flowing into the space that that you know they're not gonna they're not gonna screw up a potential uh, you know golden goose so to speak. Yeah like, yeah, like you mentioned, everyone's getting ready for the institutional capital to roll in. I was talking earlier with uh, Grayson about that, how Fidelity is laying out the red carpet for institutional capital to roll in. And we haven't seen the ability to roll in hundreds of millions of dollars into crypto. And, you know, Bitcoin still hit 20,000. The market was at, what, 700 billion, something like that, all time high? It was super high. Yeah, it was close to there, I think, if not higher. Right, right, if not higher. And we weren't even at the institutional level. We were still at, you know, individual wealth. <laughs> and it's still early individual wealth at that. So right now, everyone's with the whole, you know, Bitcoin's dead again, uh, just because it's at 5,000 instead of 7,000 is kind of ridiculous. But I mean, it's it's, I don't know, I'm so used to it. I, like you said, we've been in this space so long. How many times have you heard Bitcoin's dead just because it went down 10%? Oh, a million, a million. And, like, not to, not to, uh, you know, shit on all the optimists out there, but, I mean, I've been saying for for weeks, for months, like, enjoy it. Enjoy it while we, you know, enjoy the ranging, enjoy, you know, scalping. But, like, 
if you're if you're buying to hold, like you should you shouldn't be. You should just be chilling till till five thousand. Yeah. Uh, Accumulation like, right now. That's kind of like the thing what people aren't getting. They're getting that whole itch for get rich quick things where people were posting those big connect videos back last year and that's where they want to be now. And it took years to get there and it, it's reoccurring. It's gonna take a little while to happen again. Yeah, absolutely. And I think I think some of the some of the mania that happened last year actually probably set set it back a little bit. Yeah, uh, definitely. Um I think it, I think it got a little bit too big too quick, and um, you know I mean not to say that you know uh, still being at at, at five thousand or six thousand from where it was, um, you know a year year and a half ago, you know that's that's uh, that's pretty good. Um, I guess maybe two years ago at this point. Yeah, um, no, it is. It's been about that, which is crazy. It feels like it's been like a lifetime. Yeah. Um, shit i lost my train of thought well i could always um, re-catch the train because uh, i wanted to segue into what do you think about that new upcoming or happening fork there with bitcoin cash uh so i, I actually watched uh, a video of, of roger ver talking about it the other day and and, and read uh, a couple of uh medium articles about it um i'm curious what uh what what's fake fake satoshi is gonna do uh i don't i don't really think i don't really think he has the power that he thinks he has or maybe like he thinks maybe he has some crazy ace up his sleeve that nobody knows no i think Um, he's just crazy i think he's i think yeah real crazy person i think uh you know a, a fork of a fork isn't isn't gonna go anywhere what about we're like I, I like a lot of the people on twitter are having like an actual logical conversation right now about this as far as like the bitcoin core and bitcoin cash and maximalists on either side are just asking the same question what the fuck are the merchants gonna do like all the people like are they no one's going to adopt this no one's going to even acknowledge it like look at what happened with bitcoin gold and bitcoin private and all these other forks of a fork it doesn't give you nobody cares like bitcoin cash ruined it for everyone no no one cares about your fork anymore yeah absolutely absolutely and then you know also not having what whatever replay protection oh, dude. uh and, and, and shit like that like that's i mean that's just so sloppy to 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 basically bet everything on on a on a contentious fork that it seems that he's in the in the minority. I'm not even going to. I don't even think I have any BCH. Um, if I do, it's probably like donated or something. I'm not even acknowledging this fork. I did that same thing with Litecoin. I did not acknowledge the Litecoin Cash fork. I just didn't. I chose not to you know, uh, contribute to that event. So I didn't fork my Litecoin. I didn't care to even acknowledge that somebody was trying to do, what was it? Litecoin cash. That was so dumb. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's too many risks involved. Yeah. Yeah. There's risks involved when you fork your coins, when it comes to double spending and, and replay attacks. And I don't, I don't just, it ain't worth it to even acknowledge it, to incentivize somebody to do it yet again. I mean, did you pay attention to the Bitcoin private fork at all? Uh, yeah, I did. I that did because such that a seemed to have me event, right? Yeah. <laughs> what was it? Z Classic? They were pairing it to. Yeah, yeah. Fuck which, those which, guys. which is another one too, man. Like, dude, scammy setup. I hated everything about it, and everyone was pumping Z Classic because it was like, 
a lot cheaper. You could buy a lot more Z Classic. So when it forked, you got a lot more of Bitcoin private than you would if you just would have held Bitcoin. But Bitcoin, uh, uh, but Z, Z Classic, what, dumped 300% right before the fork. So it didn't even matter. Like everyone got shit on. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was, uh, that was a setup, man. Like if, if, if you guys, if people didn't see that, like knowing who was involved in Z, Z Classic There's and knowing so many that they're the same people in. in Bitcoin private, like, see, like, I, I feel bad about people like not doing their due diligence, but I'm, but I'm also like, you know what? Like, this isn't a get rich quick, like thing. This isn't like, you know, buying a lotto ticket or some shit, like. If you don't understand the the basics of the space or the technology or, or what you're doing, like don't don't buy this shit. Like true. I mean, I, I kind of look at it as a, like a political tool too. Like sometimes, so like unfortunately, like I do agree with what you just said, but unfortunately, what you say is sort of like a it's a border to entry at an intellectual barrier that stops people that have a belief in something without the understanding of it. Right. It's like a lot of people believe in a free market. A lot of people believe in decentralization, but they don't understand how it would work if it does work. So like I kind of did buy my first Bitcoin. I wrote an article actually about this. I bought a Bitcoin and it was titled, uh, I bought my first Bitcoin and I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> but it's because I knew what it, it stood for. I knew what it, you know, what it, it meant politically was like, I'm, I'm burning my fiat to believe in this other system. And if people want to believe in, in, in Bitcoin private, just to believe in it, like without understanding it, I can't say to not do that, you know, but if, if you're going to do something, you have to believe in it and, and believe in it enough to want to know more and then follow through with that and then do your own due diligence. Like, I don't want to scare people away by telling them to know how things work too intricately before they take advantage of like such an early situation. Cause I do feel like people that can risk a couple bucks would be able to benefit from this, this currency moving forward, regardless of their understanding or not. I, you know, I, I agree with, with that on like a macro scale, like, like, you know, I don't want to discourage somebody from buying Bitcoin or from buying Ethereum, but like if, if you're going down the rabbit hole of altcoins, like at that point, you should you should really understand what you're doing. Right. Especially when it comes to these ICOs and ERC-20s and tokens built on yeah, other currencies. Exactly. And and that and that's really what I what I meant. Like, you know, I, you know, I think whether you're you're trying to be you know speculative or you believe in the in in like you said the political aspect of it if you want to buy ethereum or bitcoin or something that's been long-standing established has a you know a very large uh user base um so to speak then then all by all means man but like if you're like i want i want bitcoin diamond you know <laughs> or some stupid shit like i'm gonna be like you're you're throwing your money away yeah, no, that's, I don't even know how people learn how to buy that shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like the people that don't even know enough, like, like, how did you do enough due diligence to know how to buy a shit coin to not know that you were buying a shit coin? It's almost like dumbfounding. Exactly. I mean, I feel, I feel at that point it's, I mean, they're really, I mean, it might as well just be a scratch off ticket. Like, yep. cause I feel, cause you're right. Like 
especially some of these like super shit coins that are on like crypto bridge or like on on idex or so hard to use those exchanges yeah yeah they're a big pain man how do people that are that dumb like that's why i try to tell people like this is smart money with dumb people involved the bad things are going to happen but it's going to encourage dumb people to get smarter about money like things incentivized there's always this downline of like a a byproduct right like you know i people are worried about Bitcoin mining having an effect on the electrical consumption of the world's supply of electricity. And I'm sitting here like, no, it's incentivizing people that provide electricity to find better ways to provide cheaper electricity. We're going to get better electricity. We're not going to have problems. We're going to have more solutions. Same thing with like CryptoKitties on the Ethereum blockchain. We didn't have any problems till we had a problem, then they made a solution. That's how these things progress. And that's where we're going. We just have to keep hitting these walls of like, you know, problem meets solution with we did with segwit and what we're going to be doing with these lightning channels and then what we'll be doing with the atomic swaps with rootstock with all these things now that like liquid assets is here like we can ah oh man dude like people don't even understand the power of bitcoin's blockchain uh they 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 underestimate it drastically and just think of it as a currency for drugs on the internet yeah no i i mean i agree 1000 percent with everything you just said so, Could not have said it better. <laughs> so what are some of the projects you, you're looking at? Not saying like things that you're investing in that are going to moon. I'm just saying like things that you like in general. Like what are projects that you are like, oh, dude, when this exists, I'm going to use it. Um, so I haven't seen anything recently that I that's like really caught my eye. Um, I, I The last thing that, that's really got me interested uh, were – were a lot of these uh, decentralized networks, uh, or quote in, in air quotes, decentralized networks uh, with like uh, atomic swap or building towards atomic swap capability. A lot of the times, uh, what they really mean is trustless, not so much decentralized. Right, um, and and they're doing a pretty cool trustless thing with their smart contracts. So like, I was cool, like uh, Kyber. Uh, interested me in AirSwap and uh, AirSwap's cool as shit. I like and, AirSwap and uh, Republic. Uh, all three of those are doing similar things, um, but differently. So I'm curious to see how how they grow and 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 what they're doing right now. That's uh, why I like this space being so early and so new and young. Is you get to like check out all the things and everybody wants there to be a monopoly, which is weird as hell. They just want one thing to do everything. Like Ethereum's the only smart contract blockchain. Everything else is a scam. Like all right, I guess like Windows is the only operating system. Everything yeah, else exactly. is a scam. Yeah. No, like uh, I don't I don't get that tribal mentality, but it has definitely grown and flourished in this industry already. It's it's going to be interesting to see moving forward as things encompass other technologies because they're all open source. I mean, if it's true tech that people are going to want to use, it's, you're going to have to open source it. So people are going to opt into it or opt out of it to the other thing. So it's going to be really interesting to see the tribalism in an open source world. For sure. And and it's I, I think the tribalism comes from from people just i think it comes from a good place i feel like people are just trying to like protect the space and be like we have this established thing like don't start fucking it up with like 500 other things like let let some of these things like become foundational and then start you know uh build, building on top of that like i said 
uh, going back to last year and like the ICOs and the tokens and stuff. I think it just got a little bit too big too fast, um, and people are worried that uh, that like some kind of hammer is going to come crashing down on the space because uh, because some people people got scammed. Um, mm. But I don't I don't think that's going to happen. Like I said, they're already from from a from a regulatory sense there already there's already ownership um with these with these chicago exchanges yeah um, I, I feel like the ico thing the, the the biggest setback that did for us was the developer diversification we lost so many smart people to scammy projects that lost credibility that can't come back to other good projects or just won't because they've been you know used and abused as a developer i mean every ico scammed there hasn't been one i mean look at what happened with kick telegram uh what was it kodak everybody ico'd and did nothing with their money i mean yeah. nobody it's crazy so i don't know man it's it's i, I feel like that the, the developer drain really was the biggest problem but i i feel like the the people that are now looking at it like the the institutional companies that are throwing their own developers and money at developers we're gonna see a lot more growth this year than promises like all last year and the years before were promise 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 nobody's going to invest in any more of these promises we're going to have to start seeing actual projects and then we can invest in them and that's what we're going to start getting we're going to start getting like actual things like it's gonna be weird i don't know i'm excited for the future of crypto man and actual things no more of these promises yeah 100 percent, man what, uh, what are I your thoughts of iot on blockchain do you like fantasize about that at all um i haven't actually um oh, dude, that's tell like... me tell me tell me while you're into it Dude, I love it. All right, so like for for so many reasons, the the whole like micro economy that that you know cryptocurrencies makes possible, plus the idea of the Internet of Things, where vending machines could be their own person, where they have their own income and outcome, and they can hire a maintenance man if it sends out a, a distress call because something goes wrong. And I don't know, dude. I'm just thinking of like all the ways we could utilize this to give people, and a lot of people are gonna shit on this because they want these, you know, midane minimum wage jobs. But I feel like the less minimum wage jobs and midane bullshit that people have to do, the more things that they can create and we've seen that happen over history as more jobs get taken over by machines people have more freedom they create more and we progress farther so i, I want to see people incentivized to to do more than just be an associate at the register when a machine can do that and you know like my fantasy is to have like a, a vending machine i i kind of talked to like volt logic about this they have a really cool btm and i was like imagine like the vending machine just being able to know if it's out of potato chips and it puts out a smart contract where suppliers have to bid on filling this the vending machine with the chips and it puts an escrow so they can open the machine they fill it they close it a smart contract verifies that it's filled and the distributor gets paid and the machine does all the work and like now people are free i don't know i just want to live in a world where things just work where like you know when we were 12 years old watching those hanna-barbera cartoons and like you know the the blender called in the milk and the ice cream and it just made you a milkshake like i want to get to that point and we're going to get there by building these very small smart contracts that are like 
not important. Now, I'm not saying we're going to replace like Fortune 500 companies, but we will be replacing these little step-by-step things like cash register interactions and the uh, even like the uh, autonomous Ubers. I feel like we'll use blockchain technology. You got me sold. Dude, uh, I'm so into it. I was at the uh, DevCon in Vegas talking to the IoT Village guys, and I was just sitting there for like two hours talking to them about like the potential of like, imagine your thermostat being able to mine crypto, right? Because you're sharing that data with other thermostats to help do a, uh, like in an apartment complex, help do central controlling of like the, the temperature. Like they incentivize you to share data by making these IOT things generate tokens. So doable. It really is actually. And, and see, that's a, that's a good way to incentivize people to like get into, into the space and like get like, well, start what we learning need, about the technology. Well, what we need is pre, you know, pre-search. Do you follow them? Uh, I don't, but I'm uh, about to. Yeah, check no, check them out. They're kind of like a a a, a a a way to combat like what Google's doing with all the data mining. So like, if you use PreSearch, you can earn a token for searching on their platform, and then you can go through other search engines to kind of skew with their like data mining of you. And what I think we need to do is figure out a way to get like these Alexas or OK Google Home things to just like. Somebody needs to create a, a cryptocurrency version to incentivize people to opt out of these machines that data mine and steal data without, like, you know, gamifying it. If we can gamify what everybody's already doing with this, you know, OK Google, pre-search is doing that. They have this search, this voice search coming out that every time you voice search, you earn crypto. And it's pretty cool. So we just got to replace these things that people are already doing that are like Steam it did with like things like Facebook or Instagram or whatever. Yeah, so yeah, I think people need to to understand the inherent value of of their their personal information. Uh, every single uh, company out there, man. Like as well, soon you, as you I sign know up, you like, value your info, you're a hamburger, you're a cheeseburger, you know, you 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 value your data, your privacy, your information. Absolutely. Absolutely I do. And and I think as a society uh, we haven't collectively understood that our data is valuable right like these companies facebook and google and all these uh you know amazon and shit they're worth you know tens of billions of dollars because they have all of our info and they sell it and they and they collect it and they analyze it and they figure out what we want to buy and then show it to us it's like like and everyone's just freely giving it up. I 100% agree. Like they're well, we're so people need to value that. Yeah. I feel like Black Mirror and all these things are really desensitizing people to the reality of what we're really in. Like the way mainstream media portrays the situation as not so serious as it is ser- much more serious than it really is and they talk about it enough that it's become so common knowledge and nobody's no pitchforking and burning down anybody's houses over it so it must not be so real but 
it, it's a big problem, especially when it comes to like things like the election recently, and they found out the the way people could be manipulated through, you know, this the data algorithms to generate conversation like. The, the market right to you specifically these conversations of fake news so you vote in a different direction yeah that really astonished me uh the, the level mind. of sophistication that they were able to do with that um yeah i pe people just need to I don't, I don't know what to do to, to make people wake up but yeah, I mean that's one of the biggest reasons that that I came into this space is is you know uh, it it tries to eliminate the middleman uh, in whatever it is like you were just mentioning with the Internet of Things um, or and and I can see so many other applications um, whether it's real estate or insurance or fucking oh, yeah. whatever where all these middlemen just get paid to connect people and they make they make massive amounts of money off of it well andreas like, antonopoulos said in vegas at hoshokan um i was there he, he was saying like somebody asked what's like the first thing that you would want to see blockchain be used for and he said voting because it's trustless and we need trustlessness in our voting i agree i mean it, it's it, we also need uh we also need some other changes like like a like a federal holiday for voting uh, at least in the, <laughs> at least in the U.S. Um, I feel like, we like could, once we can do it from our phone, like voting in on American Idol, we wouldn't need that holiday. People could just open their like civic app, like from Lenny Vinny uh, Lingham. You can open that civic app, log in with your biometrics, vote for who you want to vote for, and go back to bed. That's where I think we're going to be before we need the holiday. Fair enough, fair enough. But as of now. I guess I guess what I meant by the holiday is we need to just need to make it accessible for everyone. Oh yeah, yeah, it is not you accessible. Know? It's so and and where they put these places for voting is so out of the way for a lot of people and the people that want to vote for the person that's going to benefit them the most, which is the people in poverty-stricken areas are usually stricken by poverty and, and disenfranchised to get to these voting places. Yeah, it's a uh they have to go to work. <laughs> it's a, it's a never yeah, it's a, it's a it's a never-ending cycle. Yeah, dude, no, for sure, man. That's why I'm excited for the future of this space. It's so new. We can experiment with so much. And the third world nations that are already embracing it from, I think, what, Venezuela with um, Dash. We got Brazil with Smart Cash. Um, uh, what is it? Port uh, what's the one? Uh, is it Venezuela? Yeah, they also have the uh, the Petro. The Petro, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. The state that, sponsored. I think that's built on, is that built on Stellar or NEM? Uh, it's, it's, I know it's one of those. I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's um, one. I want to say I, Nem. I, I kind of, I mean, <laughs> I, I read about it, but I'm, I'm steering clear of, of the Petro. Oh so. no, dude. I think that was a great <laughs> Trojan horse move on their end, man. I feel like other countries are going to follow foot and they're going to get screwed the same way. Like Dash came in and was like, Hey, you know, that scammy shit coin they've been talking about. Well, we got a different one. <laughs> it's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, I got this really cool bracelet down here somewhere. If I could find it from smart cash. And if I go to like Brazil, I can like tap and pay anywhere. It's somewhere around here. But, yeah, it's pretty cool that, like, these third world countries are embracing it because they have nothing to lose. You know, they have everything to gain from this technology moving forward. Absolutely. And they and it doesn't require uh, 
a lot of infrastructure, which is you know where where the internet became kind of a big holdup in a lot of third world countries uh, was was infrastructure until they could get like smartphones and then they could start doing shit. So the fact that there is not really a big need for infrastructure really puts you know uh, you know second and third world countries. Uh, at an even at an even uh, advantage with with everyone else. So you've been in this space a while. I was wondering if you've had any hiccups uh, recently. Uh, Nomi Brockwell and BTC Benny from the BTC Sessions, they did a thing where they were talking about like the horror stories of losing crypto. Have you ever lost crypto? Have you ever like lost a private key or done a, a bad trade? I was just wondering if you have any learning oh, experiences yeah. people may be able to take away from this. Oh yeah, I, I mean I'm I am not perfect. I've certainly made uh, plenty plenty of mistakes. Same. Um, I had a I had a hard drive fail on me, um, and I lost uh, a wallet. Uh, it was a uh, it was a mining uh, computer that I was mining Gridcoin on. And you didn't and, have the private uh, keys backed up. And I and I didn't have them backed up. I thought I did. Ooh. Uh, and I lost uh, about a year's worth of mining uh, on Gridcoin. Wow. Um, which I mean, I was I mean I was upset, uh, you know, obviously, but like the only reason I mined it was because I like what they were doing. Like they're doing, uh, I don't know if you know what they're doing, but they're doing. Um, it's like uh, you know, SETI does with where you can like share your computer uh, power to like do algorithms to like search for space like life in space and like decode shit okay. so they do they do the same thing uh with like a variety of like science shit so it's so, decentralized like, computational power yes exactly so like i spent my compute my mining computer like decoded genomes and like for everyone you know there's there's a reward i was in a mining pool for it and like so i was like i'm doing something this is helping someone That's somewhere um which which i really liked was that uh, hard drive based mining or cpu gpu it was uh it was cpu and gpu um and you could sort of choose which projects you, like some projects were heavy gpu some projects weren't and so like i could split the load um that is pretty like, cool uh, yeah so, yeah, well, that was cool. See, what people aren't <laughs> getting, see, when I hear stuff like this, what I think of is the ability to freelance and have uh, censorship resistant, uh, you know, places that get your data uh, done. Where if you didn't otherwise, you'd have to go to a centralized entity, apply for their resources, and probably get denied because they don't approve of what you're using their resources for. So this is pretty empowering. Also, again, the whole bad actors aspect of using. That's why I like Golem. I got, you know, Golem kind of does like the same yeah. thing. So yeah. I, I got into them, but then it made me fall down the fucking rabbit hole. And then I'm thinking like, well, if I have a decentralized way to use my computer's power to, you know, process, you know, a video or, you know, decode genomes or whatever the case may be. What if a bad actor throws some malicious data at my computer and now I am a facilitator of illegal data? And, you know, it could be anything. And I'm just sitting here like, damn, like this is the world we're going to be in where, you know, it is a, a open battleground a, a, where we have, you know, good technology being used by bad actors. Do you worry about that at all? Because I definitely get cynical sometimes with my tinfoil hat. Oh no! I mean, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's tinfoil hat related at all. I think uh, 
people will try exploit and find ways to take advantage of every every new advance in technology as fast as possible. I mean, the newer the better, right? Because the newer it is, the less holes there are, uh, or the less experts there are to like poke holes and shit. I mean, how many smart contracts have gotten manipulated or robbed or or fucking jacked because somebody didn't, you know, put something in right? It wasn't audited properly. Um, so like, yeah, I mean, that's that's super viable. Um, I think I think as time goes on, people will get you know, a better understanding and there'll be more, um, you know, more, more experts in the space, but also like, I think it's also ba like community based, uh, you know, it'll be, it'll be up to the community. Like if there's a, if, you know, if you want to get rewarded or be, you know, get, get the coins for this or, or like be a participant on the platform, then, you know, you've got to go through some level of vetting or approval or, you know the community votes on it, or or some some something. Um, as long as it's you know open to all the users to have a voice, um, I think that works. It's gonna be a while till we get to that point, man. I mean, the the space is so early. We gotta fail before we succeed, and we've hardly failed yet. I mean, look at where we're at. Bitcoin's still over five grand, and who's using it? What's being done with it? Yeah, I think. I mean. You know, the way I look at this is is sort of the way I I looked at when I was when I first got into trading. That was during the uh, the mid '90s, so like right when the tech boom was uh, was starting, um, and and it didn't really take off until like three four years later, uh, and then it crashed a few years after that, and then now, 15 years later, now you have these powerhouses. Right. So that's like, you know, it's like a this is like a 20 year game to me. This isn't a, you know, this isn't a short play. Yeah. And a lot of people are looking for that short play because of the people from 2010 and up, you know, all those Bitcoin millionaires. And it's not a get rich quick thing. It really isn't. It, it was for people who believed in something. And, you know, it was a it was a byproduct. The getting rich part. People were losing people. Uh, what was it? Satoshi mined at a loss. Right. Like. You know, the Bitcoin wasn't profitable for the longest time to mine. People were losing money on it. Yeah, and that's and that's you know that's what you need for for the foundation. I think of 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 any anything in the space is true believers, people that are willing to. And luckily, to, they're the ones who benefit it, and now they're reinvesting. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The people got to wait for like that whole Vegasy error, like you know how like the criminals that made a lot of money off gambling reinvested in Vegas. Look at Vegas now. Yes, yeah. the people who <laughs> invested early in Bitcoin are reinvesting in Bitcoin. Just give it a little bit. They're they're throwing some fertilizer on it as we speak. Yeah, I think I think people are way too short sighted uh, in the space, and or just too ex too excited and just want it to to grow at a pace that it can't grow like it just you know you can't force a force a kid to like you know grow up or like get bigger or anything it just needs to like happen yeah. <laughs> you just need to like you know not kill it in the process and it'll grow up yeah crypto's growing though nothing can stop it nothing can kill it that's the best part i feel like like cryptocurrencies and even if it isn't something that will be worth the trillions it's it'll never be worth nothing it's immortal 
It'll always be around. Like, look at Pokemon cards and Tamagotchis and shit. Like, it, they're, they're not this... This is, like, everyone comparing this technology to the, the tulip bubble. It's not... It's not the fucking same thing. It, it's, it is and isn't. I, I'll give them that. But, you know, this is, this is immortal, um, sentimental currency. You know, like, you can make your own crypto burger token and forever people will value it. Yeah, mostly me. But nah. <laughs> mostly you or your followers and friends, and that's yeah. how it will be. I mean, and and like Andrea says, the technology and the ease of use of doing this is going to be at the point of a fifth grader could make their own currency, and then how does the SEC, you know, regulate children from creating ERC twenty token? You know how easy it is to make a waves token? I mean, literally yeah. the easiest. I feel like that should be. Like every kid should just make their own waves token and start flooding the market with their own tokens. There's enough waves <laughs> shit coins out there. Oh yeah, I mean people people will buy buy I mean just just have a cool name and people will buy it. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a lot of what this was at first when I first got into crypto, people were just saying oh this name that name and I was like, all right, well, who's the team? Who's behind it? Is there a founder? Like, nobody cared. Like, when you said earlier, you got right into the Discord. I was like, yeah, that's the first thing I was looking for is group chats, Discord, Telegrams, Slack channels when they were a thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if you, if you want to learn uh, either about the project or about, like, you know, what you're investing in, like, you've got to do the deep dive. you got to do the work. Can I get a drink? Alright, um, so yeah, dude, I wanted to talk a little bit about some random shit. I was actually about to spark up. I don't know if, uh, you mind. No, I don't. Cool, you might, cool. you might, I, I was muting my, uh, myself before, uh, but I'll <laughs> unmute now. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so, uh, you indulge, eh? Do you follow any of the cannabis projects in this space? Um, uh, I, uh, I did last year, uh, with, like, uh... When like Dennis Rodman first came out for Podcoin, I uh, that was cool what they were doing by funding him. Yeah, I, I started paying attention, um, and I think I think there's some value in some of the stuff that they're doing. Um, not not any particular coin in particular, but uh, just like in the space, like a lot of them seem to basically want to create like a data sharing point of sale type system. Yeah, they're where, trying to solve supply chain issues. Yeah, um, and it also would help with you know the the banking aspect of it, uh, you know, being illegal federally. Um, but I think I think that I think that problem might not be a problem anymore. Like I think the way we're going, um, and like Canada just doing it like a month ago, um, and then like I think three more states voted on it. Yep. Uh, Michigan recreational and two more for medicinal. So like, I think I think they had that shit come along like five or six years ago. I think that would have absolutely like taken off and would actually be a usable working like currency and product now. But I think uh, I think the problem they're trying to solve is going to go away. Um, yeah, no, for sure. That's why I think the supply chain thing is a really important problem to solve. Like from farmer to dispensary to patient to, you know, track 
you know, quality of product to make sure that it is a sativa, that it is from this farm, that it is this real strain of this, you know what I mean? Like we need accountability if this is going to be treated like a, a recreational substance because uh, people are going to indulge and they're going to need to know what they're indulging in. I agree. I agree. You don't um, want to get like moldy weed. Like, I, 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 you know, you don't want to get moldy cannabis and get sick and not know where to put the blame. Just like when you get food that's bad, you know, where did the lettuce get the uh, E. coli? And, you know, you're blaming and then nothing gets done. Supply chain on the blockchain would be able to, I've, I've talked to enough people about it. It's going to solve a lot of problems. And uh, Tokes platform is actually doing a lot of that. TKS, Tokes? Yeah, I, I have looked at them. Um, I, I honestly, I did, I looked at a bunch of them last year, so I don't remember which one was doing what, uh, but I looked at pot dope and, uh, tokes. There's some new ones out like Jessica Van Arzing is doing Paragon. Uh, there's pot coin, there's tokes. Um, THC three is like a weird token. I keep seeing a lot of. Uh, there's a CBD coin out. I don't know. I see a lot of these tokens that are out now, but they're trying to do a lot of like you know supply chain things where they're just trying to be a part of like A to B and incentivize the businesses to accept their tokens to use their tokens on the supply chain type shit, which is sounds like slavery with extra steps when they talk about <laughs> utility tokens. It really does. Yeah, and look, I don't think. I mean, I. I think people ultimately want to have some level of consolidation. So I don't, I don't want to have, I mean, I'm sure, you know, there'll probably be, you know, a handful of major supply chain coins, right? But like, you don't need grocery coin and pot coin and water coin and fucking turkey coin and shit. Oh, to but like... turkey coin sounds delicious. <laughs> I'm getting tired just thinking about hodling it. Um, so like, you know, I, I like the intention of a lot of stuff, um, but I feel like people need to, to realize like whether or not their project is. So what is, what is, what is, what does the space need to get back to those all time highs again, man? Like what, what is it going to take to get us to get back to that, that happy go lucky, you know, all time high feeling. What is, what are we waiting for? What's the Work, market waiting for? Uh, working, working enterprise products, um, or something seamless that would get uh, like mainstream people in. Um, so, like uh, something I I I really like and and love banging my head against the wall on is uh, Pineapple Arcade and uh, Neon District, um, which are blockchain-based games. I play a few of them. I haven't heard. I don't think I've heard of them. What are they? Uh, Pineapple Arcade is uh, like this massive, like, multi-step puzzle um, that has, like, uh, it's like an interactive web page, and it's all blockchain-powered, and it's, you know, it's an explorer that you're looking at. Um, and it's like super interactive and like they're different like kiosks and like shit you can, like play games or like solve puzzles and then like there's shit hidden and then you can like basically as you progress you unlock different parts of are these through like micropayments and stuff um 
no so most of mo- both of those are uh they're free to play oh, cool. um and they're actually rewards for like solving uh the puzzles <laughs> it's almost like being a miner you solve a problem and get rewarded yeah yeah um and so like some of them some of them have fairly like i i think neon district has like a 50 btc like grand prize damn um and then like there's a bunch of sub ones for like you know being the first to unlock you know different shit um and like you know if it that kind of stuff like it really makes you like those puzzles are so hard that like it makes you want to like learn about this space like more and more like i i learned how to like you know decode you know hex strings and some other like i mean probably basic shit for most people but like i it took me a few hours to like figure out like how to get like past like the first part of like the first puzzle <laughs> that's pretty cool though you're learning shit as you're earning shit my buddy does uh mathbot.com i'm gonna plug him real quick i guess but yeah he like teaches people like you know math and stuff then and, and they earn and it's pretty cool i play a couple crypto games but uh mostly on the ethereum blockchain or uh i just got into uh dope raiders on the poa network which is pretty cool what's what's dope raiders i haven't heard of that uh, Dope Raiders, it basically, uh, in a nutshell, you can, it, it sort of looks like uh, Oregon Trail, kind of, like, you know, image-based, click-text, kind of, it's not really, like, a, a visual stimulation game, it's text-based, kind of, but it has, like, uh-huh. graphics, and you can grow uh, cannabis, or you can buy and sell, like, dope, and you can basically interact in the game and earn their token, and then that token's tradable, you can earn POA. You can cash out your POA and go buy real drugs. So like, the more I, <laughs> the more I play the game, the more weed money I make. It's pretty freaking cool. And like, you can raid people's stashes. So if they haven't played the game, you can go and raid them, and you can steal their drugs and then sell their drugs and for the network's tokens, and then you know, cash out for real drugs or whatever you want to do. Pay rent, get milk, whatever. It's money. And um, coin droids. Have you ever heard of that? No. Oh, no. dude, you're about to... All right, we're going to play. So basically, it's like a pinata-type game on the Light Litecoin network or the... Um, shit, why can't I remember this? Def, Defcon, they have their own coin, DEF or whatever. So that you can play on their network for free because their tokens are, like, valueless. Uh, and that's intentional so people can learn. And then they have the Litecoin blockchain host coin droids. So you can put a little bit of Litecoin in your coin droid and you can spend it strategically on offense and defense and other abilities while attacking other droids. And if you can knock one of them out, you basically earn all their Litecoin that's in them, like a little pinata. So it, you spend a little bit of Litecoin attacking, but if you're strategic, you can attack them properly, knock out the right people at the right time, you can earn more Litecoin than you're spending on the network. Oh, we're totally playing that. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you, me and my one boy, Mike Salvi, we were in Vegas at DEF CON with, um, with uh, the IoT Village guys, and Fluffy Pony was at one of these uh, meetups with us, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because we're over there like, yeah, take that! And he's like, what are you, playing Pokemon? We're like, no, kind of, I don't know. It's on the blockchain, though. <laughs> <laughs> No, that sounds cool, man. That sounds fun. I think you're right, though. You're 100% on to something that we need that ease of use uh, uh, and, and ubiquitous adoption and immersion, right? Where people are just 
uh, it's surrounded by it. They don't know they're surrounded by it, and they're incentivized to keep doing it. And it seems like they're doing the same thing that they used to be doing. And I don't know, man. Like I watched a few people talk about why Fortnite won't tokenize because it doesn't make sense. They're centralized. They don't want an open exchange. Blah blah blah. But I do see that that they have their in-game currency. They have their own little token that you earn while you play the game. And I could see a reason why they would want to incentivize people to hold it and be able to do other things with it. You know, I, I see a lot of potential for games to figure out a way to incentivize people to keep their value in the network. You know what I mean? Like a shareholder in a sense. Like if I earn if I earn a million gold coins in Fortnite and I didn't spend them on any skins. I should have some skin in the game in a sense. You know what I mean? I should have, I, I'm, I'm keeping that much value. What do they sell the tokens for? I've earned these many of these tokens and I'm holding them in their, in their network. You know, it's, they, they, they're going to figure it out. Cause if they don't, somebody will come along with a way to tokenize and incentivize people's attention for gaming. Like we're already doing with these little things. Now, this is still early for gaming. Wait for somebody to come out with a, uh, the, I think the killer app is a Fortnite crypto. I think that's the killer app we're waiting for. I think that would be... I think any... Honestly, it doesn't even need to be that complicated. Like, if it was any kind of multiplayer app with, with like, you know, fairly decent animation and graphics, it would work. There's a couple out there, like... I like think a fighter would be good. I feel like that I played one something like that Ethermon. Uh, it's on the Ethereum one. Uh, I use uh, Wallet by Coinbase. It used to be called Toshi. Let's see if I can pull that up here. Do I have like thirty crypto apps? Oh, I use Trust, the one by Binance. Oh, okay. So I play Blockchain Cuties, which is an awesome game. I don't know if it'll show up. Oh, there we go. All right, so blockchain cuties. Oh, it froze. But yeah, dude, uh, there we go. And there's just these little guys right here. And then you can, <laughs> you can send them on little adventures. So let me see if I can show you. Oh, he's looking for a foe now. So they go out and they battle and they steal people's little accessories like hats and chains and bondage bracelets <laughs> and glasses. And I don't know, they're like crypto kitties, but with a purpose besides breeding. <laughs> no, that's, that's like, I think, uh, yeah, I think we need to see like a full-fledged like Pokemon type game come out and then, uh, like, Have you, you played know, like Air I said, Coins? Like, what's that? Have you played Air Coins? I haven't played many. I mean, I, uh, you, you're going to have to like send me a list. Oh my God, dude. Uh, I'm after, telling after you, I have this. so many, dude. Air Coins is like Pokemon Go for crypto. Like... Um, you can... Okay, I've done that with, um, have you used, uh, Lo Lomo, uh, it's called Lomo, Lomo Coin or Lomo Chain or whatever? They have an app like that that's, uh, like, uh, Pokemon Go for crypto. And, like, people can, uh, set, like, shit. Like, uh, like rewards and shit for doing stuff. Oh, see, I got a token right here. I'll take a screenshot. Oh, I don't know if I can. Yep, see, I got a coin right here in my room on my phone. See it spinning? Yeah. I can collect it, and it's in VR or AR. Da -ding! And I collected it. Ha! 
Yeah, dude, there's things out there. It's just people, it's too, too still too new. Like, you know, you need the marketing behind a lot of these suck because these projects that are cool aren't scammy enough to raise money to market. Like, that's why I laugh at a lot of booths at conferences. I'm just like, damn, you're raising money? You already spent 20 grand on the booth, dummy. Yeah. I, I want to know what all these what all these ICOs spent the, spent their money on, man. Fucking like, hotel rooms that are expensive, room service, escorts, and cocaine. That's because they didn't shame. get they didn't get much done. I mean, I, I I haven't seen much get done by much. No. Um. So the, I don't know. I wanted to wrap things up here uh, more positively. Where do you see the space going, bro? Dude, I think the space is going to be huge. I think I think people just need to be a little bit patient with it and just let it grow organically. Um, you know, throwing money at it will always help speed stuff up, um, but it also like in some ways uh, can turn on you if it gets you know like like last year too big too fast. But dude, this shit is the future. And like you said, man, like some of the stuff that you mentioned today, especially like when you when you explain the vending machine smart contract shit, like oh dude, yes, that, like like stuff like that, like that's what I love about this, like that that whole elimination of of middlemen and creating efficiency and and value in in these things, like that's that's what it's about. So are you gonna have a crypto cheeseburger podcast? You know, I I don't. I would love to just be like a regular guest on one. I don't know that I could. I don't know that I could. Well, do my this, calendar's uh, open source, time. man. Uh, hit me up anytime. You got the link. You can book to be on the podcast. So can anybody. If you go to my Twitter, I have a pinned post. I have a free link to just come on the show, man. You're welcome anytime. Yeah, man. I'll come back for sure. So, um, what's what's your uh, what's your elevator pitch for Bitcoin? And I'll make that my last question. Like, if you're right. You're you're in a car with your Uber driver and you have your Bitcoin shirt on and your Uber driver's like, "Oh, what's Bitcoin?" Uh I'm just going to say, man, it's it's the future. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to I'm going to leave it to them to to do the research. No, it'll definitely get them to cuz uh people are interested. You know, they're they're they they see it and they're already like, "Oh, I, I know like it's inceptive. It's already I feel like it's almost a household term now. We don't have mainstream adoption, but we do have mainstream attention. That is for sure." Absolutely. Everyone knows what it is. All right, bro, bro. I'm going to let you get going, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey guys, check out the link below. Follow Crypto Burger. The link is right there in the description box. Just click it. It'll open up Twitter. Uh, give them a follow and uh, hit that thumbs up button if you enjoyed the conversation. Don't forget to click subscribe and flick the alert bell. That'll give you a notification so you don't miss anything every time I go live. I'll be doing one of these every single day forever. So I'll be doing a stranger streaming with strangers live stream on this show, this channel, randomly. But every single day, I will be talking to a different person. So tune in. And uh, thanks, Crypto Burger. Much appreciated, bro, bro. Have a day. All right, dude. Peace.